Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Praise the Lord, this evangelist Greg Godwin, and it's good to be with you all tonight in Zanesville, Ohio with the Anchor Church. Bishop and Sister Bounds, we love and appreciate you. Thank God for you and your friendship over these many years. And we're so excited about what God is doing with the church in Zanesville, Ohio, and all the congregations that are there. We appreciate the apostolic anointing and ministry that is on, on you and your wife and upon your staff. It's just great, great to get to be with you all tonight. And uh, we want to get right into the word of the Lord uh, in Isaiah 54. And we're going to read through verse from verse 6 down through verse 17. Isaiah 54, 6 through 17. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth when thou wast refused, saith God. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee nor rebuke thee. For thy the mountains shall depart and the hills shall will be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. O thou afflicted, tossed and with the tempest and not comforted, behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors and lay thy foundations with sapphires. And I will make thy windows of the gates and thy gates of carbuncles and all thy borders of pleasant stones. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of the children. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression for thou shalt not fear and from terror. For it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather against thee shall fall for thy sake, behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the water or the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And I feel like speaking to the church and to the people and those that are watching, I feel like telling you and talking to you about um, tell my enemy it's not going to work. Tell your enemy it's not going to work. In the last three months, we have felt the attack of this pandemic that has taken our world hostage. 
the escalation of hell and the spirit of the harlot church has amped up and increased and unleashed upon the final scene of prophetic moments of time that's loosing a spirit of terror and death upon us. But notice there is no attempt to invade or take over in this text, but this pandemic attack is designed to paralyze our minds, to freeze them like stone, if you will. It's like the stone of Medusa, the stairs and spells on all who look at it and look at the calamity, thus causing the people and those attacked to come neutralized and stone-like, unable to move, change, or go again. The attack has been one that we are believing and is being told now was calculated move to totally devastate how we think and how we move. It's an attack not upon the only the richest country in the world in North America and America, but it's also an attack on our world. They can wipe out our military leaders and our policymakers if they can knock out the head of our governmental seat, the Pentagon, and our world, then nothing is safe. This is the whole concept then of terror. It is to make the mind that was calm, cool, and collected in one catastrophic and cataclysmic action and event to put our mind in a state that introduces fear, nervousness, and trepidation. Our world now, as of about 10 minutes ago, I wrote it down, has 2,127,873 people that have been attacked and with this virus this pandemic that has struck our world, it has taken 141,454 people in the world. The United States numbers are 653,825 cases with 31,590 deaths in the United States. Here in Louisiana, we've had 22,532 cases and 1,156 deaths. State of Ohio has 8,414 cases, 389 deaths as of this moment. The attack is not to des design to necessarily just invade the United States of America or our world, but it is more importantly tonight, I feel like focusing on the fact that it is an attack to invade our minds and our thinking. This message then is that even in the common citizen, we are vulnerable. That's why it's got all of us put in our houses. I've been in the house now for a month and three weeks. Month and three weeks. Been out only five, six times. Just trying to obey. Just trying to be guarded, not fearful, just being trying to be wise. But it does introduce fear into the mechanics of everyday live, living, reducing our minds to the fear of the future. What if? What if one of my family members gets sick? What if one of our members of the church gets sick? And uh, we can feel this trepidation moving in on us. And though we mourn the thousands of lives 
that have been lost by ways of other catastrophes and earthquakes and tsunamis and floods and storms and holocaust and 911 2996 lives uh, were taken 6000 were injured it's not just our sensitivity to the dead but our fear is greatest because of what could happen to us when we calm down lay down at night we get calm those thoughts try to slip in terror is not to just terrify the dead only but the focus of terror is to take their life in such a way that the living die in their mind when the attack on financial emotional spiritual and others happens the enemy invades our minds and our minds no longer stand to resist but if we're not careful it falls prey to a spirit of fear we become defeated when what happens uh, to others begins to paralyze us the attack neutralizes our existence and our ability to resist the attack of the enemy our text finds us in this uh, pandemic of scripture. 70 years of pain and prison and brutality has left Israel in a state of mind shock due to fear. The word here in the, uh, terror in the Hebrew is hatat. Uh, it's the predominant word. It is to break something, to tear it down, to cause one to panic. It is the invasion into the spirit, into the depth of the morrow so it would break us down, thoroughly causing us to crumble mentally and emotionally. If you have a life full of dreams and then something catastrophic and terroristic happens to you, now you are broken in your spirit and mind. Your dreams cannot be sustained and your vision will not stand. You now are stonewalled and stymied. We're stunned with no apparent future now. We're in this almost two months Nearing the end of this uh, time, the president has asked us to lock in. And uh, he spoke tonight about some that are going to be free to do some things and move around a little bit tomorrow. But uh, here in Louisiana, we're going to stay locked down a little bit. Maybe in Ohio, you can open up in, in a week or so, whatever uh, is dictated good for there. And so, but it's at these final moments that the spirit of the enemy wants to come in and tell us we're not going to make it. We're not going to be clear. But this event becomes more significant than the God that they serve. That's what fear does. It makes the event more significant than the God we're serving. You now begin to say, God can't get me. God can't get me through this, around this, or over this. Now this, this attack, this pandemic is greater than our God. Now you've been played into the enemy's hands if this begins to think in our minds. But today I've come to remind us at Zanesville and around the world, but that today I want to remind you that as long as your enemy is on the outside, you can get through anything with victory. All you got to do is tell your enemies, you can't come in here. You can't get in my mind. You can't get in my spirit. And you cannot get in my emotions because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. Uh, that's in this cosmos, this world system, this spirit of pandemic is moving through our world. But today I rise to proclaim that you cannot allow the enemy to get on the inside 
because once he moves into your head, into your spirit for defeat, amen, then we're in bad situation. But what we need today is this word from the Lord and the word from the Lord is no weapon formed shall prosper. Amen. I feel like saying that over and over again tonight. No weapon formed against you, against me. It's not going to work. Amen. The second thing that uh, terror begins to do, it brings us into abstract destruction. This is the etymology of terror. It continues to abstract destruction. This is where the enemy has us thinking and perceiving a threat that you can't even see because he's invaded the mind and it begins to make up things that you can't even see. And now not only is he threatening the outside, but now he begins to threaten the inside. He begins to tell us our joy is leaving, our peace is leaving. And and I know we've been home more than, than normal and we're uh, getting out in the backyard with the kids and throwing the ball. And I see folks on internet building things in the house and tents and stuff. And and it's, it's kind of funny, but I want to tell you, you're not going to go crazy. You're not going to lose your mind. Everything's going to be all right. Amen. Then the word for terror uh, breaks down to another word, which means to demoralize. And, and it's here when we are on hold and our life feels like there's no meaning. And we become, if we're not careful at this word, we become self-destructive because we quit resisting the mental attack of the enemy. We worry of the financial dilemma, the pandemic, uh, the disease. Is it coming to us? Is it coming to me? Amen. But you've got to rebuke that thought. You've got to stay in the word of God and read the word of God and turn Christian music on, gospel music, and sing with it and worship with it. Have a time in the house where you do that because you have to resist that spirit of terror that's telling you you're finished because you're not finished. Everybody touch somebody at the house and tell them I'm not finished. Amen. Tell them no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. Amen. God says I give you no cover for your back in your weaponry and your battle gear. The breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith. Our waist is girt about with the truth. Our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel and the sword of the spirit. God gave us nothing for our back because he doesn't expect us to turn around our back to our enemy and run. Amen. I rebuke the spirit of fear, the spirit of trepidation. Greater is he that's in you. Tell somebody in that house, in that office, something. greater is he that is in me, that's in you. Amen. That's in that's in that's in this world. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can't back up. You've got to move forward. A terror of total dismay because you are confused and confusion begins to bring clouds of attack that begin to fog our mind. But never are there more questions about God than when we're under terrorist attacks from hell. It rises up in our spirit and begins to invade our minds. It's one thing to shake me superficially, but it's another thing when you're shaken by an attack that hits you deep in your soul. And now there's millions that are without uh, jobs and we're not working and all of that. And we're wondering, how's this going to get going again? And how am I going to be back to work again? And we're praying, God, keep your hand on us. Uh, that's why we praise and worship because, amen, it's another thing to shake me till you are in my mind and spirit. And when your enemy gets down into your spirit, there needs to 
to be something that says, I will not die, but I shall live. You're not coming in here, Satan. Fear's not coming in here. Terror's not coming in here. Amen. I will not allow the outside to neutralize what's on the inside. I will not think the terror, the trauma, and the tragedy. I am an overcomer. You need to tell somebody in your house, you're an overcomer. You're the head and not the tail. Amen. I'm always made to be victorious in Jesus Christ. We may be fighting now, but hold on. The battle is not over. I want to announce again to the enemy, to the spirit of this pandemic, that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Tell your enemy, you're not welcome on the inside of me. Amen. Another word for terror is we follow the etymology of it. It goes down into a word that means behel. It means to tremble, to fear the expression of an emotion. When one is confronted, suddenly attacked, suddenly hits the heart and the mind, suddenly there's confrontation. It was unexpected. These are, this is when the greatest trials are the ones that are unexpected. We didn't expect this. We've never had this happen to our world. We've never had this happen to the great country, the United States of America. Amen. When we least expect it is when the enemy attacks. But you've got to know this time, amen, this is not a time to doubt God. This is, this is not time to say there is no God or to curse God. It's time to say, I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able. Amen. I feel like saying to the church, come on, brother and sister. You may have been attacked. It may have stunned us. It may have left us in all of its enormity. But I hear the word of the Lord tonight saying, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Then the verse goes on and says, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment, thou. Everybody say me. That means me. I shall condemn it. Amen. What does condemn mean? It comes from a word that is rashah. It means to declare wrong, to disturb, to violate. I violate your word, devil, I, by doing the opposite of what you're saying. I will survive. I will recover. I will be restored. I will get up. I will be renewed. I will continue on my job. I will finish this course. I will overcome. My family will overcome. Why would you say that, Brother God? Because there's no weapon formed against me that shall prosper. No weapon formed against a child of God shall prosper. The word prosper here uh, is salak, which is to break out. It, it's not going to cause me to go over, to be uh, uh, profitable against me, to succeed uh, against me. I've got to tell my enemy, amen, it's not going to work. No weapon that is formed against me shall be able to prosper. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. My inheritance, my heirloom, my handed down blessing. So you may get attacked, but it won't work. Amen. I want to tell somebody it will not work. The word terror goes down to another word that means the mighty dread that comes from a mighty army. The dread is now gets into your mind, which is to take your situation and make it so awful that it influences your mind to disconnect you from the Lord. This is what the enemy wants to do. 
is he wants to disconnect you from the Lord. You're in that house. You've been away from the church building. The bounds have been connecting with you. They've been trying to reach you and, and they've been making contact and the staff's been making, but, but you're feeling isolated and pulled back. But I've come to tell you, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Amen. The next word is phobia. It was just flight in the face of an intimidating enemy. To be intimidated, to back up uh, at the thought of him coming breaks down your plan and puts your life on hold. I've come to tell somebody you can't run. In Zanesville, Ohio, a great church, great people. I haven't seen you in a couple of years now, but I believe in you. Your pastor believes in you. You are destined for greater revival. You are destined for victory. And I'm telling you, as soon as this pandemic is over and it's coming to a close soon, amen, we're going to be careful when we go out. We're going to be careful when we go to the restaurants. We're going to be careful with each other. But I believe our greatest revival... Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.